Adam Pengilly from the Sydney Morning Herald. Good morning. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Happy Friday. Happy you too. Friday indeed. And uh, I'll tell you what, you'll be under the gun with uh, multi uh, involvement at the lunch later today. Pressure, Ooh. Adam. I'm nervous, Clarky. I'm nah, mate. I remember you at the Maggies. You love the pressure. I'm a, I'm mate, you ended his career. I didn't end his career. Yes, I gave him did. a start. I gave you him a ended spur- his career. Mate, listen, his I'll tell you what I did. I pulled out of a game of first grade, said I had a sore back to give him a crack. Mate, you were like 12 That's why we get and on he so was well. the sacrificial lamb. Oh, mate, come on. I had a sore back. I gave him his first crack in oh. first grade. You're welcome. <laughs> poor, poor Adam. Mate, you see Loz flicked any advice you gave him in regards to his multi? No, I, I heard his comments earlier this morning, Clarky. I'm extremely concerned that he said he's death riding every single person's multi and death, bar, bar his own. <laughs> That's how we operate. Oh, oh yeah. God. You're rock solid. Well, oh, tell me you don't, Mate. when you're tipping football and someone tips against you, you go, I hope he gets beaten. Oh, Adam, see yeah, what I've got to sit beside every day? See, yeah, this see. is my influence. One look at my life. The wonder why my life's turned into chaos. Look at what yeah. I sit next to every day. You better be careful about your comments, Dale. I know a good legal firm that does some pretty, pretty dodgy ads that I can, I can speak to. Uh, no, I love death riding people's tips. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's all fun and games. All fun and games. Exactly boys. right, mate. Exactly right. What did you make about Loz's comments just then? Anything but a grand final appearance, disappointment slash failure for the Roosters? 100% agree, Jared. 100% agree. And I agree with these comments saying they should be the favourites as well. I, I know Penrith are, are favourites with the bookies at the moment for the competition but again you look at that roster that the Roosters have assembled this year and particularly that back line you think well how are they not favourites to win the competition mm. this year like they're going to have some challenges I think through the middle and, and trying to maintain guys like Jared Warrior Hargreaves and Matt Lodge on the field and Victor Radley if those guys can play the majority of the games this year well sure that's going to give them time and space for their, their halves and their back line to, to, to do what they need to do and I, I think the Roosters should be the favourites this year I think if they don't make the grand finals, Loz said, that's probably going to be considered a failure. And what is it, Loz, when they win the last cup? 20, 2019, wasn't it? Yeah, it was um, a f- few years ago now. I yeah, mean, they've they always 18, got a strong squad, the Roosters. But this mm. one, to me, when you look at it compared to other years and other teams, of course, I, I, like you've got Suwali, you've got Manu, Tedesco. And, and then, then that's not even including like an origin winger in Tupo, um, uh, the halves in Young Walker, who'll be coming into the best footy of his career, uh, Luke Keary. Um, you know, if he can stay on the on the field, they've just got points in them, but they're a tough footy side as well. And mm. if they learnt anything out of that grand final last year, it's just a uh, not the grand final, the semi final loss to South Sydney was that it, don't lose your head. If you don't yeah. lose your head and play football and not get caught up with the emotional side of the game. Yeah, you've got to be emotionally attached to start, but you've got to also hold your nerve and you've got to be um, thinking about your football and not just getting carried away with trying to be the toughest team on the on the field. You've also got to be the, the skillful and the most dynamic team. I, I, I just don't see how they can't not finish in the top four and I, I just see them as being the team that everyone needs to chase and beat. Mm, I, I agree, Loz. And I think the last couple of years, to be fair, they've had a lot of long-term injuries. They've done a, like a disproportionate amount of ACLs to play. They've had a lot of bad luck with that. Obviously, we know the concussion issues they've had with a couple of their, I suppose, higher-profile players. But 
if they can keep those guys on the park, they've got to be the team to beat this year. And one guy I'm very keen to watch this year is young Egan Butcher, uh, the edge forward. I think he's got a huge future in the game. And I know Robbo's just been slowly integrating him into that NRL squad. And he's had a few injury issues as well. But if he can get 20 or 22 games under his belt this year, I'm expecting a real breakout year from him too. So, yeah, I've got the Roosters as a clear premiership favourite to mine in my grand final tip as it stands at the moment. And I think they'll probably want to try and start the season just a little bit faster this year. They've had a couple of slow starts the last couple of years and left themselves a bit of work to do in the second half of the season. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Adam, what's the latest with Kevy Walters' contract extension? She's I've read with interest, Clarkey, the, the news around Kevy Walters mm. this week. The Broncos offering him a new two-year deal from 2024 into 2025. And on face value, I look at it and think, well, wh- look, what are they doing? Like, they haven't made the final since Kevy's been up there. Um, they had that massive collapse in the last five or six games last year. And with all due respect, I can't imagine there's too many clubs that are banging down his door to try and poach him to, to another rival. But having said that, I think it might be one of these contracts that gives the Broncos that flexibility to, to walk away at any stage if they don't meet certain performance clauses. So maybe it's an idea about just trying to quell the noise a little bit heading into the start of the season. But again, by the same token, I I look at the last two clubs who extended their coaches before a ball was kicked in anger when their coach was potentially under a little bit of pressure. And I'm talking about the Tigers a couple of years ago and the Dragons last year with Anthony Griffin. And what good did it do? (laughs) Neither team made the finals in the end. They didn't really improve on their previous year. So I think this whole narrative about, oh, we need to lock in the coach to to quell the media pressure and and stop the speculation, I don't think it really matters. If if you're losing games, regardless of whether you're under contract or not, you're going to be under pressure. So I'm happy for Kevy if he's got that contract extension, but still a little bit of a strange one for me from the Broncos. I, I love reading how they've said that they've rubber-stamped the deal, but although it still hasn't been finalised because there's a couple yeah. of key details missing. Yeah. For, you know, the money. Yeah. <laughs> Just the most important bit. <laughs> how have you rubber-stamped it if the money hasn't been agreed? What's the go there? Yeah. Different story oh, no. if you're negotiating, like, one extra appearance yes. or something you've got to do off the field. No, no. Just the most important bit, the money. There, there could be clauses in terms of if they make the finals, he picks up a certain bonus for, for this. And that's probably the finer details they might be working through right. at the moment. But I, I, I do take your point. Lord, or maybe his base salary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we offered him a contract. <laughs> we left the money only 50000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> he declined. Yeah, I don't know why he's still thinking about it. <laughs> Can't work it out. What, on a serious note, what do, you, what do you think of the Broncos this year, Loz? I, I found them, to me, probably one of the hardest teams to assess this year. I, I look at that squad on paper, I think, geez, it's a good squad. But just the, you know, the Selwyn Cobbo podcast and everything like that happened in the off-season, maybe a few mental demons from their last five or six games last year. I, I found them really hard to assess. Uh, you know what? I, I did too because, and I think I said it in my preview with the Broncos, I, I like the look of their, their forward pack. I think it's young. Um, they've now played a number of games together, um, and I think they'll be uh, they'll they'll get them going forward. You look at their backline, other than Adam Reynolds, they're very young, mm. and there's an error in every one of their players, <laughs> and there's a big error. Yep. So so if, if if they cut out those errors and they kick, they'll be good as gold. But when you look at a Reese Walsh, he's got one or two big blues in him a game. Selwyn Cobbo has got a big blue in him a game. Uh, Farnworth's the same. Stags is the same. Corey Oates. Corey Oates is another one. They've just got errors in them. So I, I can see them being very competitive. 
I'm unsure. There you go. I'm unsure. I'll, I'll sit down and really work it out. But, uh, you know, they were six weeks out from the finals last year. They were top four. And then they fell in a hole. Um, I'm just hoping they don't make the same mistakes this year. And in particular, their back line. Because they're brilliant. But they can also be frustrating at times when you watch them play because they just come up with a clanger at the wrong time. There's got to be a few concerns still, as I'd imagine, over Adam Reynolds' fitness. Like, he's already missed trial games this year. And I, I know they'll just manage him through the year, but he, he needs to play at least 18 or 20 games, I think, for them to have any chance to, to make the finals. And I just thought in that second half of the season last year, there was just a few concerns over his fitness. He missed a couple of really key games. So he's a big watch for me as well this year. Better give us a tip for Ramwick tomorrow, Adam. Uh, I found it a difficult program, Jared. I didn't mind uh, Mirror Vision, uh, which was race five, number four, Mirror Vision in, in the Mayor's race. I just think, first up, she's got a relatively good record. We know she's versatile enough to settle in the first three or four in a race, which doesn't look like it's got a whole lot of speed on paper. So I know there's a fair few shorties on the program there. I thought she was the best race five, number four, Mirror Vision. And just responding to that texter from yesterday, Jared, about Mogo Magic in the in the highway. Uh, yep. Um, Highways are usually not a profitable race for me, so I try to steer clear from them most of the time. But just digging into him a little bit yesterday, he's, his trials will super this campaign. I don't think it's an overly strong highway this week. I know he's an odds-on favourite. He probably deserves to be. If we can get about $1.90, I think that would be a really attractive price. I'm not sure if he's going to get there, but uh, he's a clear on-top pick for mine in the highway there, Mogo Magic. Dollar eighty as it stands. Mirror Vision, Adam's tip, race five, number four, $3.90 with Tab. We'll catch you later, mate. Yeah, see you this afternoon, boys.